What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. All right, folks, new month, new sermon series. We're diving into the word today, and the title of the series is Thoughts and Feels walk in soul health. And so I think um, you got an idea of where we're headed with this. And so let's jump right in. Let me pray. Uh, I'll share a scripture and we'll just jump right into the word today. Uh, but good to see everybody. Love you guys. Once again, before I pray here, just as a reminder, um, text the word sermon to our number 323-405-3232. That's 323-405-3232, the word sermon, or scan the QR code if you're watching this on our online service and you can get the sermon notes. Or just go onto the YouVersion app. It's the most downloaded Bible app in the whole world. So go on there. We have a page. Our sermon notes are there if you guys want to follow along. All right, let's do this. Father, we thank you today for your word. And just this new month, new series, God, I pray God, that we mature as a result, grow, develop. God, uh, become more like you. Lord, become better representatives of Jesus. God, I pray that we would decrease, you would increase. God, I pray that we would, as a result of this word, that this would be part of the whole process of laying aside our old man, putting on the new man. I pray that we would experience healing, freedom, deliverance, sanctification, spiritual growth, God. Uh, as a result of what we're going to talk about this month and even today. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. All right. Uh, thoughts and feels. So we're talking about um, the, the soul. We're talking about um, that part of us and kind of how that comes into play with, with our relationship with God, our spiritual journey, our maturation process, and all that good stuff. And so, um, hence the title, Thoughts Are Mind feels our emotions, that, that our soul, okay? And all of that, of what that is. So today's gonna be kind of like a, like a, uh, an intro to the series and really giving kind of the big picture of what God desires to do in and through our soul, okay? And even other parts of us as well, our whole spirit, soul, and body. We're going to talk about that this month and kind of, we're going to take our time. We're going to walk through this um, in a way where we're really going to be able to teach on specific things over the next uh, month. Okay. So open your Bibles. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23 and 24. This is our theme verse for the month. And it reads in verse 23, uh, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24 of 1 Thessalonians 5. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And I just want to share with you today just a, like about this verse, really. We're going to hang out here. I think we got another verse or two, but this is it. This is kind of the theme of the month. There's so much here, so we're going to kind of just hang out for a minute. And so, like, if I had a diagram of some sort, right, 
um, we might get something up, up here like that um, during our online service. But um, you, many of you may have seen this before where um, we're made up, according to this verse, we're, we're a three-part being, okay? We are spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. So if you were to kind of draw some type of diagram to kind of show, give it a picture, it'd be like three circles, right? In the smallest circle, that's your spirit, the very core of who you are. And then the circle around that, like on the outside of that one, would be your soul, it's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then of course, on the outside of all that is your body, okay? And so here in this verse, it's saying that God's heart for us is that he would, and we're gonna talk in detail about this, but that he would do a work in us, in our entire being, our whole spirit, soul, and body, completely sanctified and make holy. All right, so our spirit, right? That is the part of us, that eternal part of us, right? That the Bible says that just as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works dead. So we are gonna leave this body. I like to call our body, our earth suit, right? That's what keeps us in the earth, housed in this body. But this body is not who we really are. It is part of who we are, of course. You know, but we are a we are spiritual beings. We are eternal beings. Our body will um, deteriorate, will decompose in the ground, but we will leave this body and live forever, forever. Hopefully, with Jesus, if you've confessed Him and you're walking with Him. Somebody say amen. All right, so, so um, you know, our spirit, we're, we, you know, the Bible says eternity is in the heart of every man, right? Uh, we're, 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 we're spirit, we're spiritual. We are a spirit, okay? That part of us, we're born again. If any man's in Christ, he's born again. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Our spirit is enlightened. We are spiritual. We sense things in the spirit. We, we, we perceive things. We sense the presence of God. We, we can maybe even sense demonic spirits, right? We are spiritual beings, right? Um, so we are spirit, eternal, that eternal immaterial part of us, right? And there's this other part of us, according to this verse, our soul, right? And I understand when you start talking about the human being, there's mystery here. It's like, you know, None of us have all the answers, right? Like her, you know, but, but this verse is so clear that it really states that we're a three-part being, right? And I think we can understand this. I think we can really see this and go, okay, even intuitively, right? Your own experience with God in life. Yes, we are spiritual beings and we have a soul. We have a mind, we have a will, we have emotions, right? And that, that's the part we're talking about here this month is thoughts, and feels, right? Like our mind, our thinking, our mindset, our emotions, how we feel, you know? Um, and our will, our will is, is, is that part of us, our soul, okay? And so um, that is what and who we are as human beings, okay? So our spirit is ignited enlightened, born again, when we, when we encounter Christ, okay? But our soul goes, then begins the process 
of our soul being restored, our mind. When we got saved, our minds and emotions were and will were not instantaneously touched and sanctified and perfected, right? Some of that obviously happened, but we know that this part of us, our emotions, our mind, our will, are going through a process of being sanctified, of being purified, of, you know, of getting stronger, getting healed, right? I, that, our emotions, I mean, what, you know, uh, that, 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 that's, that, that's that part of us that has absorbed trauma, absorbed rejection, absorbed addictions and all and the sin in this world like that the life we were living man are you know we 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 come to Christ like marred and broken and bewildered and confused and right or you know fill in the blank you know I don't know your specific story but um that's that part this is that part of us and here it is in, in first Thessalonians 5 23 now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body. This is First Thessalonians 5.23. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right? So this is God's desire is that we are entirely his and entirely yielded to him and entirely submitted to him. And he desires to do a work in us. And here is my first point is the peace of God, and I want to encourage you today, the peace of God is at work in your life. This, this, it's interesting the, that the specific title of God or that divine attribute given in the context of God working in our being, right? Namely, our soul is that the God of peace, not you know, we can set a lot of other things, but here there's a correlation to the nature of God, the peace of God, working in us. And so I want to encourage you with that today as we as we continue on with this message. The peace of God is at work in your life today. The peace of God is at work in your life today. This word peace so powerful because it, it's using language here. This is this is the scripture is just speaking of God's desire to do his will in us. God's desire to transform us. God's desire to make us holy, God's desire to purify us, God's desire to liberate us, right? The God of peace himself is very intimate. The God of peace himself sanctify you completely. This word peace is so powerful. It's, um, it comes from a word, um, ero, uh, irene, irene. I don't know how to spell it, or I don't. I can spell it because I have it written here in Greek, but I don't know how to pronounce it properly. But this word peace, the God of peace, it means wholeness. Now think about this. The peace of God is working in your life. This is, so, so many times as believers, we get saved and we, we, we're scared of God doing his work in us. We're, if we're honest, we're fearful of the purification. We're fearful of the sanctification. We're, we're, we're fearful of, you know, it's, it's a lie of the enemy. We're like, oh man, I don't know. You know, uh, we're fearful of God pruning us, of delivering us, of challenging us, of, of confronting us in our sin. 
and and and, and the habits and and the things we do and, and that, that aren't pleasing to him. And no, like look at this verse. It's the God of peace. And this this is God coming to uh, and it means wholeness. It's He's coming to make us whole. All right. So so when and this is what this word peace means. What and I'm going to read it. When all essential parts are joined together, it's peace. God's gift of wholeness. So the peace of God, right, speaks of wholeness. It's like sometimes I think we associate peace with like an ambiance in a, in a room or a building or whatever. We walk in, we go, oh, I feel the peace. And maybe you do. And I'm not saying you can't. But this is talking about God, the God of peace making you whole, doing a work in you. Not just you walk into an environment of peace. Uh, we we got to care more about the that the God of peace is working in us than us walking into an environment of peace. Can I get an amen? No, I get it. I, I love peaceful environments. I love when time when you know the older I get, the more quiet I like it to be. Okay, so I understand, but uh, but when. When, when, when God comes to do his work in us, namely sanctify, purify, um, develop, transform, you know, he's coming as the God of peace to make us whole. He wants to put us back together. He wants to put our soul back together. So the opposite of peace is, is when we're fragmented, disoriented, confused, right? Bewildered, you know, out of sorts, okay? And the God of peace, this is what God desires to do in us. And so it says the God of peace sanctifies. This word sanctifies, as, as I've already said, means to make holy. This is literally what it means. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. Sanctify means to purify internally by reformation of the soul. So this is what we're talking about this month. God's desire to do his work in that part of us that has not arrived. That part of us that still has some issues. That part of us that still got a little manipulation in there. That part of us that got a little compromise. That part of us that got a little anger still. That part of us, right, that's got a little attitude. That part of us that's touchy, that part of us that gets triggered, that he might, the God of peace himself, sanctify. So this was Paul's prayer for the church in Thessalonica. This was his prayer for them. He was sanctifying them completely, the God of peace. So once again, sanctify means to purify internally by reformation of soul, by, the, by reformation of soul, okay? You know, as I'm, I'm talking to you as believers here, talking to Christ followers right now in this moment, and we gotta we gotta come to the resolution and resolve that it is it's not enough. It's not enough just that we have confessed Christ. We must submit to Christ, grow in Christ, walk with Christ, strive to be like Christ, right? And so um, this is what 
this is all about, okay? This walk with God. And so here's my next point. God's heart is that we're whole. Like I said before, I know some people, you know, and I get it, you know, that we're, we're hurt. It's like, and we don't want people to touch it. We're, we're, we got issues. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to tell people. We don't trust them. I understand. I'm not saying we need to trust everybody and tell everybody our garbage. But the God of peace desires to sanctify you completely. And what does that mean? He wants to make you whole, right? Too many Christians are saved, but not allowing God to sanctify them and make them whole. Can I get an amen? God's heart is that we're whole. That's what, this is the whole thing. This is the whole purpose. And this word completely, it, it totally ties into the God of peace completely, that he would sanctify you completely or wholly, entirely. It means full continuity, unbroken, right? So completely means God wants to touch all, go, get up in all the, all the layers, right? If you're with anybody today, look at them and say, I got layers. So stop. I got, I got layers, man. You got to peel back the onion, right? There's layers up in here. Okay, there is complexity in the human soul. There, there's hurts and wounds and trauma and just life and, you know, all that stuff. We, we absorb. God wants to come in and heal and, and sanctify completely. Full continuity. And that's what it means. It literally means fully layered. All levels present. God doesn't want to leave anything undone. He wants to touch it all. Move through it all. Breathe on all of who you are. Touch everything. Okay, let me read this. This is the definition of the word completely. It means describing someone reaching the end goal of entire sanctification. So there's a, there's a correlation here. Um, the word perfect in the New Testament, all right? Um, the word perfect or mature, it's the word teleos and completely is uses that word along with another word. Okay, so so this word completely has this 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 has this kind of tone of God desires that we allow Him to move and touch in us, touch us, and, and do His work in us, and challenge us in areas of our life, because His heart is that we mature, that we are not entirely perfect in our soul, but he desires that we be willing to be perfected. God's heart is that we're whole, okay? Sanctify you completely and that your whole spirit, soul, and body would be preserved. Say that with me, say preserved. Say it again, preserved. It says preserved blameless or blameless is pure. Here it is. This is all, this all just goes together. This is just God's heart. This is what we're talking about this month. We're going to go into some details of things and how to navigate things and how to practically do some things that can just be good for your soul, okay? But I just want to talk about maybe just generally, just oh, just kind of overall. This is God's heart. This is this is this is all ties into salvation. This this is just being a Christian, right? This is a part of walking with God, being a Christ follower, of somebody that has encountered Jesus. 
been saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, um, born again. Jesus, I, I, he touched me. I, I see him. I love God now. I'm a worshiper. Awesome. Part of that now, as we as we start walking with God here, God's like, allow me to do my work in you. All right. And so this word preserved, they would preserve. It means to watch over. This is God. This is God. Think about God's value of the human soul. That his whole heart and approaches that he wants to preserve, to watch over, to spiritually guard. Okay. He wants to guard your soul, um, to keep intact. Okay. To guard from loss or injury by keeping his eye upon you. When the Bible says that he, that he would preserve your entire being, blameless, all right? Blameless. I want to share this thought with you here. My next point is this. When we look at this verse, when we look at God's sanctifying process by the Holy Spirit in us, this is, this is it. God is protecting you, okay? God is protecting you. This is this God's sanctifying work is his way of guarding and protecting you. Acts chapter 26, verse 17. Acts chapter 26, verse 17 and 18. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul having to testify to King Agrippa as to why he's doing what he's doing, preaching Jesus. He shares with him how he lived before Christ, terrorizing the the Christians and uh, being basically authorized by the high priest to do all of this craziness. He talks about how he served as a, as, as a Pharisee. And, um, and so he, he, in this, he, he gives, he shares his testimony of when he encountered Jesus and the light shined and Jesus spoke to him about his call to minister to people. And so Acts 26, verse 17, 18, this is where he's saying what Jesus told him once he encountered him. So this is what Jesus was saying to Paul. He says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Verse 18, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. Say when we say salvation. From the power of Satan to God. That's salvation. That they receive forgiveness of sins. Salvation. So he's basically saying, man, you're gonna preach? You're gonna minister? I'm gonna send you to these people. And man, they're gonna, they're gonna see me for who I am. They're gonna confess their sins. They're gonna receive forgiveness of sins. And they're gonna, they're gonna turn from darkness to light. They're gonna turn from the power of Satan to God. Salvation. That, that moment, Christ, we encounter him. We get saved. But it doesn't end there. Because even when Jesus told him this, there's more, it says, and, right here in verse 18, it says, and. So salvation, meaning that moment of seeing Christ for who he is, encountering him, and, and repenting of our sins, and being forgiven and justified by grace through faith, and an inheritance among those who are sanctified, which speaks of the process of becoming more like God. The process of becoming holy, to become holy, right? And an and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So just like 
you know, I said earlier, you know, when, when you feel challenged by God in areas of your life, know that God is protecting you from future harm. Know that God is protecting you from future harm. God just doesn't want us forgiven. He wants us sanctified, more like him, whole, spiritually strong, not, he doesn't want us saved and confused, addicted, you know, living in old habits, like confessing Christ, but living like the world. Come on now. This is what our walk with God is about, that we allow him entrance into every part of our being, namely our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, all right? And so when you see this, this inheritance, you know, salvation is an inheritance. It's, it's like, here's my next point. We're stewards of salvation. We're, we're stewards of, the Bible says specifically, that we're stewards of the mysteries of God. What mystery is that? Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so this inheritance is given. We're saved by grace and faith, but we are stewards. We, we, we want to do well and develop in our spiritual maturity. We want to not only be one that confesses Christ, but actually represents him with our lifestyle. And this work happens in the soul. Can I get an amen? So this word salvation, salvation is not, is not just, in, in, by definition, salvation just isn't, just isn't a moment. It's not an ex, just, just an experience. The word salvation or the word soter or soterion comes from the word sozo, okay? It's the Greek words used in the New Testament concerning the word salvation. And we can go through all, all kind of verses and scriptures. Yes, it is a moment. Yes, we must be born again. Yes, there must be a something that happened. Yes, but that is the beginning of our walk with God, okay? But salvation is all encompassing. In salvation is sanctification, all right? So, so this is what the word salvation means in the, Hebrew, in the Greek. Health, welfare, prosperity, deliverance, preservation, safety. Okay, and I'm not speaking about any other thing other than the human soul and the human being, that when we get saved, this divine work begins and starts to happen. I'm gonna say it a different way, okay? Salvation is this, Jesus Christ saves believers from their sins and delivers them into his safety. Okay, sozo, the Greek word means God rescuing believers from the penalty and the power of sin and into his provisions, Everything the cross provided for us. Not, you know, yet, yet he rescues the believer uh, from the penalty and the power of sin and into his provisions. What is his provisions? Everything in the word of God, every blessing in Christ, all of what the Holy Spirit desires to do in and through us. Right, so sozo, here's another way to say it, sozo. Rescue from destruction and brought into divine safety, protection, 
sanctification. Hallelujah. Hey, look at sanctification covers it all. No matter where you are in your walk, if you just got saved or you've been saved for 50 years, sanctification covers it all. Every season of life, God desires to continue to work in us by his Holy Spirit. Here it is. Let me, let me just read from my notes here so we can get through this. But sanctification covers it all. No matter where you are in your walk, struggling with sin, addiction from your past, for something you're just struggling with, something you've gotten a little bit of breakthrough in, but you're still struggling. I'm telling you, God desires to sanctify you wholly. He wants to work in that area. He wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you. He wants to set you free. What's another one? If people may be literally living in blatant sin that they know God's not pleased with. God desires to sanctify, touch, deliver, heal. Some people, because of their, their minds, what they give their minds to and their certain things they're doing, it, it's possible that people have actual demonic activity happening in their life through open doors. Horoscopes, witchcraft, tarot cards, or any other kind of sin that could open the door to demonic activity in your life. I'm telling you, sanctification, Holy Spirit desires to come, deliver, set you free, get you delivered, free, sanctified, whole, complete, protected. All right? Also, um, even just when, as we walk with God and we, in our humanness, we are faced with just, man, I, I did wrong. Man, I, I'm, I don't have it all together. I, I mess up again. My mouth, my words, my attitude, whatever it might be, my mindset. It's like, man, you just come to a point in times where you just come into contact with your humanness, your humanity, and you're just like, I need Jesus. I'm telling you, no matter where you are or where you are, in, and with respect to what I just shared, sanctification is part of what God desires to do in and through us, is a part of our walk with God. It is so powerful. It is, it is where we're protected, covered. It's where we find refuge is in his sanctifying hand. So, you know, just because somebody is strong in their gift, their spiritual gift, doesn't mean that they're whole, W-H-O-L-E, in their soul. You know, because sometimes I think we see people operating spiritual gifts or operating in a spiritual gift, and we're like, man, man, they're super spiritual. And then we find out, no, actually, they, they still got some stuff going on, right? And I'm not saying that, they, that it's just some blatant sin or some demonic activity. It's just they're human. And, and, and you know, God has given us gifts. And so we want to steward those and operate in those. But I would venture to guess it's more important than that is that we are giving ourselves to God so he can make us more like him. My last verse 2 Thessalonians 2.13. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved, by, uh, by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Uh, multiple times in the New Testament, it's, when it says sanctification, it, it says in the phrases, sanctification of the Spirit, sanctification by the Spirit. This is my last point for today. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. He's the one that sanctifies us. He is Jehovah in the Hebrew, Mikadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, working in us, working through us, we're left to ourselves and we don't want to be left to ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the power of the Holy Spirit sanctifying us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit convicting us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, igniting the, the fire of God in us. Sanctification is a work 
of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that your sanctifying work continues in and through all of us, God. We invite you, God, this month and this season, Lord, we invite you to continue your work in us that we would represent you well and we would become more like you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.